0: May I speak in the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Our text, our gospel text, says, At once the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. At once the Spirit drove him into the wilderness. I wonder... Does the Holy Spirit drive us out into the wilderness? That might seem like a difficult question to consider, and anytime I come across a verse that is difficult in the English, I take a peek at the Greek just to check to see if it can clarify or contextualize anything for me. The Greek actually makes matters harder. The word in Greek is ekbalo, literally to throw something out, eject, cast out. It's the word that is used, Mark uses, when Jesus exercises demons, he throws them out. Well, before the Messiah can do any throwing out, he must first be thrown out. Does the spirit drive us out into the wilderness? It's a difficult question, not least because of how much our society can romanticize the wilderness. We give the wildernesses names. We create bookshops on their edges. We offer guided tours along the paths. We load up with insect repellent, sunblock, water, And we go for hikes to get in touch with nature. And yet, in every wilderness encounter, the most essential thing is to not forget your car keys. The wilderness is exciting as long as you can leave. And we mostly can It's hard to imagine the Holy Spirit driving us out into the wilderness. In fact, it's just the reverse. We often drive ourselves out there. The wilderness of COVID-19 has lasted a lot longer than any of us expected. We thought it would be a 40-day experiment or some such thing over by last summer, but it wasn't. It dragged on and on. And on. It's still with us. We crossed the 40-week milestone several weeks back. In some ways, we've never left Lent. We've been in Lent since last March. I had to chuckle to myself as I was writing um, this sermon and thinking about how long it's been. I remember preaching on Good Friday last year and using the image Uh, of the movie Groundhog Day with Bill Murray to describe things. That was last April, back when we were young. Part of what's difficult in preaching each week is that we're all basically tired. We're not just physically and emotionally tired. We're tired of trying new things. We're tired of people telling us to try new things or what we need to do. And we're definitely tired of being told to be patient. The wilderness that is COVID 19 is not a place of spiritual retreat. Our society is all looking for its keys, looking to drive out of here. But in some ways, the virus has taught us to revere and reverence the power of the wild and how a small thing like a virus can remind us overnight of our smallness in the face of things. There are some wildernesses, O mortal, you cannot tame. And in that way, quite paradoxically, COVID-19 is shaking the church into a new vision of the Holy Spirit. In the mainline church, we've identified with the dove of peace, the spirit in the first few verses of the gospel, the one that alights on Jesus's head when he emerges from the waters of baptism and assures him of his own belovedness. The spirit is consolation and kindness represented by a dove. Now, I don't want to disparage that image at all. The Gospel of John refers to the Holy Spirit as the paraclete, as the comforter. And we shouldn't minimize the importance of the Spirit's gentle breeze. But the Holy Spirit isn't always that. In one of the ancient sites of English monasticism, the Iona community off the coast of Scotland, The spirit isn't a dove, but a wild goose, fierce and alive in its cry, arresting and wild. You don't always feel comfort in her company, but she sure will make you sit up straight. The church needs an untaming of the spirit. And in some ways, I wonder if that has been happening in COVID-19. We're learning about the wildness of the wilderness and also the liveliness of God's spirit. I mean, sure, it's easy to moan on about online church. Trust me, I do it about every day and a half. I miss you all. I miss the warmth of this space. I miss the sound of voices raised. I miss your rapt attention during the sermon. All the chatter and buzz at the piece, the way you linger to listen to the postlude. As lovely as this camera is to look into, I really miss seeing you. (laughs) Just that five-second check-in, just seeing other people. A lot can be gained from that. But out here in the wilderness of online church, I'm learning new things, too. I'm learning how community isn't a given. It must be sought after, chosen. I'm learning how the walls of our church are so much bigger than the room I'm standing in. Our congregation is stretched to England, to Maryland, to Alabama. The Holy Spirit is awakening my imagination and longing for mission and outreach. And I'm continually being surprised as to the form love takes, love is taking. Who knew the sentence, Can I help you log on to Zoom? would be a question of Christian charity? It's not always comfortable but the Holy Spirit still is at the helm. Thus, it's important for us not to only lament the past. It's important for me not to just lament the past or think of this present online iteration as JV Church. Church is wherever the Holy Spirit creates community. And showing up at this point in the game, this far into the wilderness, suggests to me that you've heard and been moved by the wild goose herself. Did the Holy Spirit cast us into this wilderness? Is the Holy Spirit wild in this way? This is a difficult question because it brushes up against Issues around God's sovereignty and God's relationship to pain. Now, it's common in most liberal mainline circles to eschew any thought of God's hand in events, especially events that we perceive as bad. Unsure of what to say about God in trying times, we often make the essential but pretty modest affirmation that God is with us. Again, it is an essential statement, but in some cases, in some instances, it seems Holy Scripture presses us to say more. The Holy Spirit is comforter, and sometimes more than that. Despite what the newspapers say, Christians are still invited to believe that the virus is not in charge. This isn't the virus's world. This is God's world. It might be easier to say that COVID-19 led us to this wilderness, but we shouldn't give the virus more power than it's due. And we haven't. As we keep choosing to show up, as we make sacrifices for community, As we stay generous with our resources and vigilant about our fears, we proclaim that the Holy Spirit is alive and is the agent in us, the wild goose among us. We give witness that it's still God's world. Did the Holy Spirit cast us into this wilderness? Well, our text this morning simply says that the Holy Spirit threw Jesus into the wilderness. Jesus, the one who knew with a perfect knowledge the love of his heavenly Father, the one who made it his life's love to know the wildernesses of our race. Jesus' whole life was lived on the daring frontier of civility and acceptability. The wild beasts draw near to him this morning And remember, it was the sinners and the tax collectors and the dispossessed who drew near to his table in his ministry. It was in the wilderness of the Roman Empire of violence that the kingdom of peace was pitched. Peter, in our epistle reading, says more. Peter reminds us that Jesus, when he died, went to preach the gospel to those spirits in prison. He descended to the dead, is how the earliest creed puts it. Jesus was cast into wildernesses that we'll never know. Well, in this cold and difficult terrain, we may wonder what temptation looks like. And Lent is a good time to give temptation some thought. But This Lent is different. It feels different. We don't join Jesus in the wilderness. We've already been out here. And we find that he is here too, with us. When we are on the trails in the woods, on skis or snowshoes, we see other tracks in the snow for the Spirit has driven him to be with us in the wilderness. And we know him. We know him in the beauty of snowfall and the comfort of fire. We know him in the challenge of our consciences and the little acts of kindness that make up our days. We know him in the online communities that bless us and the connections that are still being made. I wonder, I wonder if the Holy Spirit has cast us into a wilderness. You could also say that the Holy Spirit in her wild mischief might just be driving us more and more out of ourselves and into one another, out of simple self-reliance into deep other reliance. And just to notice a wilderness someone else is trekking is to anticipate the Holy Spirit driving you to be Christ with them, Christ for them, there. And so may God give us the grace and the courage to follow wherever the Holy Spirit leads.